Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we combine a love for movies and television with not a lot of actual knowledge about movies or television. I'm your host, Joseph. Uh, with me are my co-hosts, Hurt. Potato. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Christian is still not with us because he still has a newborn baby that he probably has to deal with, even though uh, I'm not sure that his priorities are straight, if I'm honest with you. No, 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 no. <laughs> that that baby doesn't give a shit about Spider-Man. We've got, we've got, <laughs> we've got dozen of listeners who are, who are depending on us for content. <laughs> for, for opinions about uh, <laughs> early Audie <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Absolutely. Uh, so as as Hurt may have may have alluded to, we are doing the Sam Raimi Spider Man films, which are if you're not familiar with who Sam Raimi is, they're the Tobey Maguire ones from yeah, the early two thousands. Right. The uh, kind of well, along with with X Men, kind of what kicked off the current trend of superhero movies. I definitely think Spider Man did like the success Spider Man led to the era of superhero movies of what we're in now more yeah. than X Men did. Yeah, because Spider Man was two thousand two, X Men was two thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Spider-Man did like a ton of money. X-Men did well, but I think yeah. Spider-Man made like that was a like the first big superhero blockbuster. And, in a while. and as and as Hurt will often say, it's the first comic book movie that's not ashamed that it's a comic book movie, or at least you know. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. In in the last twenty thirty yeah, years, of, yeah, yeah, of you know, I, I would say the first Superman movie is not ashamed. It's no, a yeah, agreed. Movie. But that's about it till you get to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Coming into this movie, you know, like we're saying, a lot, a lot of the the movies prior to this had been kind of the grimdark Tim Burton Batman right. from 89 through, uh, you know, I'm not really sure how we got from there to uh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> well, the, the the thing is with, uh, if you're, if you're a fan of superhero movies, just from like Marvel movies and like the dark Knight forward, then it's hard to realize how much you just had to check your expectations at the door for comic <laughs> movies yes. back in the day. Like it was so much, you, there was just so much of, meddling of no one's going to actually like this thing if we put this thing on screen so you know some fucking executive has to decide well we'll do a better version of the thing you know so by the time you get the thing it has almost nothing to do with the thing you know the tim burton movies i have a lot of that in them you know i still i still love the first two tim burton movies a lot for style, but I don't know if they're great Batman movies. Sure, they don't have a they don't have a lot of what I love about Batman in them. Uh, they actually, I, I did you guys read that thing this week? Because this was the this was like the thirtieth anniversary of Batman eighty nine, mm-hmm. and there was a thing where uh, where Robin was originally supposed to be in the original one, and huh. they uh, and it's the way he was supposed to be in there was very Marvel movie. Like it was going to be, you know, you remember the part where uh, they're in the apartment and, you know, um, the Joker with Vicky Vale yeah. and, and Bruce Wayne shows up and he gets shot in the pan and that somehow stops a bullet. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, well, apparently there was supposed to be a chase after that, which was going to be Bruce Wayne with a with a ski mask over his head chasing the Joker. And as they were making the getaway, the Joker was going to drive through a circus tent and kill the Flying Graysons. That would be fucking and, amazing. And, you know, you were going to get a, no, yeah. Dick Grayson. And, you know, and Sam Ham, the screenwriter, is like, and yeah, you know, the next guys doing the next one could deal with how they were going to do fucking Robin. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't, that has nothing to do with the podcast we were talking about. Well, I just thought that was I did read, though, that you guys read it, know that Wolverine, Hugh Jackman was supposed to be in Spider-Man 1. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is actually funny. Kevin Feige is an executive producer on Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and it was his idea. And apparently, Hugh Jackman was in New York 
and they were going to film a cameo for the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And the whole thing fell apart because they could not find his costume. Oh, my and God. And they lost a day. Like, apparently, that's the whole story. That, like, just put him in a flannel shirt. I know, man, I you know. know? Like a I yellow mean... and, and black shirt. But, yeah, so right. that, he was supposed to be, and Kevin Feige apparently had this idea from the get-go. Just It was supposed to be, like, a quick cameo. Yeah, but yeah, From the, you know, he was trying to do. He knew how powerful that would be even back then. You right. You know what I mean? I mean, um, I think, I I mean, he might have known how powerful it might have been. I, it might just be that. Kevin Feige is a huge comic book nerd, and that would have like really jazzed his right. comic book nerd. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, a lot of these movies have the stink of Aviard on them. You know, he's uh, he's like Kevin Feige. Like, we just don't know how spoiled we are for that dude like, <laughs> who actually cares about these properties and, and just trying to show you how smart they are. Uh, but uh, you know, I don't want to start off with crap talking these movies. I like these, but I'm. I'm not a big fan of the sort of interference aspects of these movies. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think we were, we were talking about before this that, you know, these movies had a hard time getting to the screen. Like Spider-Man was in development hell for like 20 odd years. Yep. Uh, Marvel, I think in like the 80s or maybe in the late 70s, just sold the rights off to somebody who got bought out by somebody else who then got bought out by somebody else. And then there was some contention as to which one of those companies had the fucking ride. <laughs> and I think there's at one point where uh, there's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called Cyborg. And that movie was made specifically because they had built sets for a Spider-Man movie that didn't get made and a Masters of the Universe sequel that didn't get made. And they literally gave some hack fucking screenwriter a picture of the sits they had built. It's like, write me a movie for this. That's story. amazing. Yeah. I kind of want to watch that movie, that movie now. Yeah. I, I'm almost positive it's Cyborg and those two movies that are... So it's sort of like a Cyborg of movies. You know, but, uh, but, uh, I like that you beat yourself up in yeah, your yeah, own you joke as you, were, as you were telling. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, how dare you even have those thoughts, Jason? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I read um James Cameron wanted to do it for a long time, and he couldn't get it off the ground because I guess the special effects just weren't there yet, right? And some of his ideas. So then it bounced around, and then I think Sam Raimi coming off a of Dark Man is how you know he get in that movie, right? And well, I mean Sam Raimi was a lot cheaper at that point too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, have you read any of the stuff about what uh, James Cameron was going to do with it? I hear he's going to be a graphic sex scene between Mary Jane and Peter Parker, and there was going to be a lot of because he was actually the one who I think came up with the ideas for the organic web shooters. But he was going to do all this wet dream shit with it and stuff like that, where he'd wake up and oh no, webs have shot everywhere. I'm becoming a man, you know. I yeah, mean, I, that that is a lot of what Spider Man. He wanted. I think he was coming off Titanic, and like I have a thing where I was there before Tony. McGuire got this role. They went through a bunch of people, and Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the people. Leonardo was at one point. Leonardo was to, was reported as cast as Spider-Man. Yep, and Freddie Prince Jr. Apparently, Sam Raimi had signed and he had agreed, and then I guess Freddie Prince Jr. backed out, and Sam Raimi held a grudge, held a grudge for a very long time, is what they're saying. And I'm like quoted as saying he'll never be able to buy a ticket to this movie. I'm not <laughs> saying that Tobey Maguire has has like has like really made it. Probably in the last decade. But just imagine the difference in Freddie Prince Jr.'s career if he had well, taken this oh, I role. I, I was about to say, if anyone should hold a grudge against Freddie Prince Jr., be fucking Freddie Prince Jr. Because <laughs> that was a bad decision. 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that they got the right guy. Tobey Maguire, I think the hesitation was anything he could do the action scenes. But you don't really need him to. You know, he's a- Well, I mean, his biggest problem is that, is that he cannot land a joke. 
Yeah. He just does not know how. Which they get better with in the second movies because they just decide to make him the butt of the Right, and I, I definitely but, think that's... I mean, he's, he's a sad sack, Peter right, Parker. Yeah. Which I think is an okay direction to go. It is funny to me that, you know, you guys may not have, have been aware of this, but for a, a small portion of time there, Tobey Maguire was like the sexy guy because right. he was Spider-Man. Like, my, my sister was just the right age. She was like preteen era when the first Spider-Man came out. And she was all in on Tobey Maguire, which is so strange in yeah. retrospect because he's got this weird man baby face. Right? No, he does. Well, you know that like him and James Franco fucking hate each other because he walked in on James Franco saying he looked like a toad. Yep, I did frog, not know he had, frog, this. he had frog-like features. Is yeah, what he said. yeah, they, they fucking despise <laughs> yeah. each other. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah, Tobey Maguire got a little ripped for that role, though, right? He yeah. Didn't. yeah, he didn't. He didn't get like modern day ripped. Like he got ripped. Like, Expectations just... were lower. Prior to that, that's one of the first times someone's gotten ripped. Prior to that, that like, it was fucking uh, well, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton just just like wore a suit. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm not taking my shirt off. But yeah, these, uh, you know, rewatching. I rewatched all three of these, and uh, you know, uh, he's too fucking old. Well, for, for that, sure. Right off that, the bat, that was the, the first thing I was going to bring up. Is the first scene where, or the Early on, not the first scene, but when they go to see the spiders and stuff like that, all those kids look like they're fucking 40. There's like a black guy who there who's supposed to be their teacher, and he looks younger than all of them. Like they I mean, look- this, this is grease logic for high school right. casting. Right. Uh, because, you know, again, as a child who doesn't really fully understand the difference between like 16 and 40 right. and 60. Right. Uh, I look at this. Oh, yeah. Those are like grownups, which is what high school is to me right. when I saw this movie. So, like, I it never even registered to me until I was much older. I You know, the first one, I really I think these movies like they get sort of a bad rap these days cuz people are just spoiled by Marvel movies. But I think they're I think they're pretty good. I Rewatch think they hold movies. up pretty good. Uh, I think it's like a very pure from what I remember well, like well, comic spe- comic uh, to to like film adapt. Yeah, I mean definitely the first Spider-Man which is 2002 one, the right. first one Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, all the people you know. I mean, it is it is an origin story that you couldn't get away with today because right. it is too generic, but it was it was like an excellent execution of a comic book accurate origin well, story. It follows the structure to Superman the movie a lot. Like, it has the sort of thing. But it definitely set the standard of not just what superhero movies would be, but what, like, high-concept movies would be mm. for the next couple of decades in that there's got to be 45 minutes before anything incredible happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I clocked it. It was... 39 minutes before you see Spider-Man in costume in this. And even that's just his pajama costume. Yeah, yeah, But uh, there's some things in they just, like, beat you over the head with that, again, I feel like... Like, like they just mention that Mary Jane is the girl next door, like, too much. So uh-huh. You can just hear Aviard saying, no, you got to make sure that not only that she's the embodiment of the girl next door, but you make sure you know she is the girl next door. And that just is kind of grown-worthy a lot in it. Sure. But, um, what do you guys think? So do you guys think Mary Jane, Chris, and Dunst is good? Let's go through the first one. Compared I, to like Emma Stone and I, I mean, guess, not I, a lot is asked of her. I, I, I Honestly, I think she has trouble emoting in the first two. And I think it's just because she's fucking hungry. <laughs> like she is so fucking skinny. She's really movies, thin. Man. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, just give that girl a sandwich so <laughs> she can emote. Yeah. Like she just seems tired. What about James Franco is Harry? 
it's so hard for me to, to look back on James Franco anything <laughs> objectively. I think James Franco is great as an appendage of Willem Dafoe. Sure. He yeah. looks so much like he could be William D- Willem Dafoe's unimpressive son yeah. that he works great for that. That's a I good do, point. I yeah. do love that contrast yeah. of the, the two of their personalities. Yeah. William Dafoe's perfect. William Will- Dafoe's so good. He hands it up so yeah. fucking much. He's exactly what I talk about when you need for one of these shows. Someone who thinks it's kind of ridiculous and is just going for it anyway. <laughs> when he comes out of the fucking goblin mist and that like his thing he does and stuff. Oh man, that's boner town. That's just great. <laughs> yeah, he's going. Th- I mean, he's let down by the suit a little bit. Mm. I, I still like the suit a fair bit. I think that a lot of the CGI scenes with him on the glider do not hold up very well. Um, I think but, particularly the ones in the daytime. The yeah. ones at night still look yeah. nice. But I, I, I don't hate the costume I don't like as the much helmet. As, I, the helmet's what gets me. I, 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 it looks kind of stupid. It's just funny that this was definitely a movie that was not considering that in like five or six years, you'd be watching this on high def in your house. Right. Which is weird because fucking Sony made it. You'd think they know that was coming. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, you totally, like, watching it in theaters, I never saw Willem Dafoe's, like, mass, mouth moving yeah, in the yeah, mask. Yeah. And, so, and watching at home, like, it, it does look... The costumes definitely still have one foot in the 90s. <laughs> Spider-Man's costume, too. It, it could be better. It's a little... I don't know. It just looks a little too much like a pool toy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I and this is this is me defending my nostalgia right. because this was a big deal for me right. in my childhood. I like the texture of like it because not necessarily like the pool toy texture, right. but the fact that it's a very textured costume. Right. Like it's right. got a lot of it doesn't. Right. It's not just like a flat, you know, skin tight latex thing. I, what I like about these movies a lot is like Tim Burton on the Batman movies. It has a style like, you know, definitely. these are definitely Sam Raimi movies. They have like Sam Raimi action. Like, you know, he he doesn't quite go for dragging the camera across the ground, Evil Dead style. But there's a, a whole lot that is definitely Sam Raimi about this. Movie. I mean, I mean, talking to kind of kind of to that point is uh, he does such a good job of like setting stages for like the flashy sequences. Right. Like the the first Spider Man swinging the right. Harry the Harry Osborn going and killing all the fucking military guys right and then, yeah the big one in uh I don't know the is it a parade what the fuck is it in the that? parade like, yeah, yeah yeah it's a parade I I just feel like he does such a good job of like setting the stage it's not like that scene happens but you like you get familiar with what's happening like you know where you are and where the people are and all this kind of stuff and then you introduce the chaos and those like quick cuts with like hard zoom ins on yeah. like on reactions and stuff it's like it's over the top in just the right way. I really like it. Yeah. Sam Raimi's so, a good director. Yeah. So here's here's one thing I wondered that I hadn't noticed till this time when watching it. Uh, when he first realizes he has powers and stuff, do they imply that that his spider powers gave him a bigger dick? Is there a part where he opens? His, yeah, he, he no, she I, says, I, I I that. She says, she says, uh, you know, have you changed? And he looks down at his junk and says, "Yeah, big changes." <laughs> that is not comic book canon. <laughs> Spider Man does not get a bigger dong from being Spider Man. <laughs> I don't think spiders have giant dongs. That I'm was not probably sure. Tobey Maguire insisted <laughs> add on. I, I heard um, one of the things I read is um, he was a complete douche on set. And Joe Magnolelli, who went on to play True Blood, mm. Alcide, he's right. Flash Thompson. 
apparently. No shit. Yes. Wait. Yes. Wait. Oh my god. I, I I was like literally just looking and at that and going like, why did this nobody get to be Flash Thompson? What I, the I, fuck? And apparently, I don't Google it. This is what I read though. I didn't, you know. I'm and, looking at I'm looking at um, right now. The cast tried to pay him honey to punch and break Tobey Maguire's <laughs> nose in a fight. <laughs> Well, I've heard he's not a great dude. I think, that's, I a, that's, a, that's a shame because hearing about the Tobey Maguire James Franco feud, I want to be on Tobey Maguire's side, but maybe it's, there's a no winner situation. No, I, apparently there's a game, a movie called Molly's Game. It's like a true story. It's about um, yeah, yeah, and uh, Michael Sarah's oh, character yes, is Tobey Maguire, and apparently right. that was like he was a fucking holy shit. Back. It is Joe Manganiello. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> that 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 guy. I mean, and not in any kind of bad way, but he's aged a lot. <laughs> like most, most everybody else in that movie kind of looks like the same person yeah. now but yeah. like he looks like a completely different dude but like a better looking he looks dude. like a fucking man yeah. everyone else like still looks like man. they could be in a high school movie <laughs> um, speaking of Flash Thompson anyone who went to that high school who doesn't know that Peter Parker is a Spider-Man is a fucking idiot. Like it is like, that's the worst kept secret ID ever. Like, like he does everything Spider-Man does in that lunchroom hallway scene. Like it's, I just can't believe that didn't come up in later movies. Also, I'm sure you're going to say the fun fact about that lunchroom scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say next. Yeah. Good. That's why apparently he was like all the, you say, and then I'll tell you what I was. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Which is funny because I, I like, it's a scene that I distinctly remember from this. It's a memorable scene uh, where Mary Jane slips and falls with her lunch and he catches Mary Jane and then catches her lunch tray and all the shit on top of it, like in order without it falling, which I mean, especially in 2019 dollars, like that's five dollars of CG, you yep. know, like I can do that shit on my iPhone now. Right, right. Uh, but apparently Sam Raimi fucking insisted that they do that practically. And so they did that. They did that shot like 200 times. Yeah. Well, I hear Tobey Maguire is the one who insisted they do it practically and he wouldn't let him move on. Right. And that's what like really pissed the like the crew off. Right. And so when he does, when he catches her and catches the tray and all the shit that falls down on the tray, he literally fucking does that. Yeah. They did well, I mean, that's times. pretty fucking amazing. It's pretty amazing. He did, they did a use adhesive. But oh, right. it's, yeah. it's also the most unnecessary practical <laughs> right. effect. Right. Like a, so much work for one dumb effect. It is ridiculous. It's great though. I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, the great cameo in this by uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. Yes, absolutely. So, the bone saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking back at it from two, in 2019, when we're all, you know, a little better maybe than we were then, is cute outfit homophobic or sexist <laughs> do you remember that line yeah, like, yeah. like when he you know he, he he goes he goes uh he tells randy macho man at savage cute outfit did your husband make it for you <laughs> i think it's sexist i don't think he was implying that he he's gay married i think he was implying that he's a lady yeah so i'm going with it's a sexist one good yeah we, we can settle that one forever <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I forgot Macho Man's in this movie. Yeah, Macho Man's he's great. Bonesaw is ready. That's the only imitation I'm ever going to try to do on this uh, podcast because I love it so much. I feel like they should never do another Uncle Ben scene because that's perfect. Like they did a good. Like, I don't want Uncle Ben. They did a two, but like that's the Uncle Ben. That's the he, one they should do. Here's here here is my theater memories of this because i was already living you guys were children and i was already living the life you know i wasn't entrenched yet i was still like a baby in the life but i was living the life yeah so do you got first of all do you guys remember learning batman and superman's origin or do you just always kind of know it i I always feel like i knew it yeah i just always knew it how about spider-man though 
No, I think no. I always knew that too. See, yeah. I can remember learning Spider-Man, and I think that's a generational thing because of this movie, uh, or because of, I guess, more of how he was presented in the 90s. But because uh, I think a lot of people going in in this did not know uh, Uncle Ben's dying was a part of Spider-Man's mm. origin. Because I, I would always try to be in the theater when Peter, like, let the criminal go by. Because people would clap and shit. They fucking loved it. They yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. was a great scene. And, like, two minutes later, they were like, oh, shit. That's pretty amazing. It's fucking, it was fucking awesome. That's my big memory from this, is that people did not know Spider-Man's origin. Yeah, I feel like this. people are just, because, like, internet is, like, more knowledgeable and that kind of stuff. Sure, now. yeah, yeah. But you're probably right. I feel like now people. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be an amazing reaction to be in there for that live. I really think it was one of the things that made this movie hit is that emotional punch. Yeah. I mean, definitely comparatively to the, like the fucking Wayne's. Right. right. You're spending some time with, with uncle Ben. Right. (laughs) Right. And he's really likable. Cliff Robertson is great in this. Um, The only other thing I, I've read that I wanted to mention is, um, Sam Raimi really wanted a real spider. And the only one he liked was a black widow. So, (laughs) He 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 was upset they couldn't use the Black Widow. It was too dangerous. So they found another one that looked similar. They I guess auditions auditioned the spiders and they actually <laughs> painted it. So the spiders painted, and that's a real spider that's crawling on top of him. Which I thought was cool. I for you I, know again I I appreciate the commitment <laughs> to the details. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just weird when you get in this position, the shit that you can insist on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, like, uh, I have like three more things I want to mention about this one before we move on. Okay. First of all, yep. I am disappointed. Every single time Elizabeth Banks isn't Parker Posey. Like, right? Uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that they were two different people. Right. I thought that Parker Posey was just an uglied up uh, Elizabeth Banks right. in like, you know, fucking, what, what is it? Like the Blade movie and whatever right. other things. Right. I, I just found out from the Lost in Space series that they're two different people. See, I fucking love Parker Posey. And going into this, I was like, man, Parker Posey should be Betty Brandt. And then when I was watching it, because, you know, we didn't have IMDb at that point. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, shit, that is Parker Posey. And it's not. And I literally did it again watching it just now. I was like, <laughs> hey, there's Parker Posey. And it's not. It's Elizabeth Banks. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson is awesome. Yep. Fucking, you know, if, best part if, of these if movies. If there's a casting of the century, I'm, I'm calling it. Um, the I think the, the craziest thing about this movie, there's no third act into the world MacGuffin. It's just two dudes fighting. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He kidnaps a girl and they get into a fight on it. That is so rare in movie theaters. That I mean movie superhero movies. They've got to come up with some way that the whole city the city's in danger or the whole yeah. world is in danger. I think they need to get back to like smaller endings. I think they've gotten too much into the like the city with a blue sky. You know what I mean? There's like so much of that. Now. Well I mean you know Far From Home kind of did that, but there was also like the threat of, okay, but if this plane gets away, there might be an end of the world scenario to it. Yeah. But uh, but I liked that aspect of it. All in all, this one, I did. I was worried watching it. I wouldn't like it as much, and I had a lot of fun watching it. I also want to say that, that you know, on that note of, of kind of like the difference in style, one of the things that I feel like this movie does well is it, it, it's so much about like Peter Parker slash Spider-Man's right. like internal struggle and like learning things. Right. Um, and they spend like a lot of fucking time on that. And there's a lot of times where he's not fucking the best guy. Right. Right. Um, right. And that's okay. Like, you know, again, you, you struggle with him and you still accept him in and, spite of it. I mean, that's very true to the early comics. Yeah. You know, uh, 
Peter in early comics was kind of a dick about half the time. Mm-hmm. So is is uh no spoilers, but is Tom Holland ever a dick in the in the new Spider Man? No, no, he's an adorable little British fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, also, the Stan Lee cameo in this one's kind of weak. Well, that wasn't a fucking thing yet. <laughs> this, is this the first Stan Lee cameo? I, I think it might be yeah, the first is. one. Yeah. Yeah. I think he wanted to be an X Men, but it didn't work out for whatever right. reason. I, well, you know, he wanted to be J. Jonah Jameson in this, and uh, that I would also be okay with yeah. that. I, you know, we'd be, maybe we could just save uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, just save J.K. Simmons for later. That's fine. <laughs> so we want to move on to Spider-Man Two. Move, move on, to Spider-Man. Probably 2. the strongest one of the series. Here's the thing: going into this, I I would I, I would put, and I still will put this in like maybe top five superhero movies. Yeah, but. Of the three of them, I enjoyed rewatching it the least. Interesting. It's really long. Interesting. Yeah, I can and, see that. And it's the most based on Peter and MJ's romance. Yeah. And they do not sell it. Because again, she needs a sandwich. This one is also, I mean, all of them are kind of about spider impotence. But right. This one is the most about this spider impotence. This one literally has spider impotence in it. <laughs> yeah, they, they really hammer that home. His His... Spider-powered dick will not work in I this. will say, I do not remember the third act of this movie, like, at all. Uh, the, you know what? You know one thing? You think that the train fight was in the second act, but it's in the third Is act. Is it really? Yeah, it goes immediately from the train fight into the... the Interesting. Into the, okay. Isn't okay, it, like, yeah. in the water, the harbor? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, it's like it's like in a in a abandoned warehouse and yeah. Mary Jane's in a web, but, but I don't remember how the actual fighter conflict I, goes. That I train scene is dope. Yeah, no, the, tra- that's, that's the train the scene best. is the, the tra- best scene. The train scene is really fucking good. It's the best five minutes of Spider-Man. Um, I um, I have a theory as to why I didn't enjoy this one as much rewatching it, though. Do you guys want to hear an analogy about Van Halen or Nirvana? Van Halen. Okay, Van Halen. All right, Van Halen came along, and they came with Van Halen 1, and it's one of the best rock records of all time. But it inspired almost exclusively crap. Like, just... Just so many shitty bands wanted to be Van Halen. Yeah. That sometimes trying to tell people Van Halen is awesome, they can't see it. And I think the parts of this that were like really new and fresh are the parts that I hate about superhero movies now. Sure. The parts that are, you know, where they talk about, you know, being a hero and make speeches about destiny and shit like that. When this came out, that was like, oh, wow, man, that's not too on the nose at all. <laughs> Rewatching it now, this is totally too on the nose. Still a great fucking movie, but like there's an Aunt May speech about it in the middle. And man, I could have lived without that. I don't know, man. There's a lot of... Did you watch rewatch this one? I didn't watch Rio Okay. <laughs> Hashtag real phonies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the things that I remember about this movie is, is, you know, comparatively to Norman Osborn, where they just make a great villain. And I mean, like, he's semi-sympathetic mm-hmm. in the fact that, like, you understand why he has to experiment right. on himself. But he's also, you know, you like, you kind of lose sympathy for right, him over right. time. Alfred Molina is sympathetic the whole time. Yes. He's, he's very likable, and you, like, you, you want Spider-Man to win, but you also don't want, like, Alfred Molina to, to get lost in the process. It's He's also, the first villain that's great, I think, in a yeah, yeah. movie. It's also crazy that he was just a character actor before this. He was never really a star. 
And then he just went back to being a character yep. actor after this. Yeah. Like he and, and I mean like everyone loves this performance. He looks yeah. just like Doc Ock. You yeah. Know? yeah. He, he's he's perfect. There is role. a lot more octo titties than you remember. Like he has his shirt off <laughs> yeah, a I lot. Re- I mostly remember that, oh man, how good is that fucking surgery scene? The surgery scene is oh great. Oh my god, that where the, the he first gets the yeah. thing melded to him and the, it kills all, all the, the robotic arms automatically kill that all the doctors. That scene's also ramey as fuck. It's that so ramey. That was the one that I guarantee you going into this, that dude was like, I can't wait to film that shit. No, absolutely. Um, <laughs> That's probably why he picked Doc Ock. Oh, one thing about the start of this movie you guys might not remember since you guys didn't let me watch it, and I did. Uh, <laughs> it starts off with a recap of the first one told through Alex Ross art. Really? And it's really fucking cool. I don't remember that. Yeah, you, 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 should, you should pop it in sometime just to see that part because hmm. it's really cool. And what, how long is this after the first movie set? Is it like a, like a year? Because he's in college now, right? Yeah, he's in college, but he's in college halfway through yeah. the first the one. First one. Yeah. So, so I guess it's pretty right after. I think it's I think it's sit I think two and three are pretty close together, but I think this is set a couple No, at at one point May mentions that uh Ben died two years ago. So okay. it's set two years after. But then there's the time jump in, in the one. middle of the first one, so maybe it's right <laughs> after. Who fucking knows? Continuity wasn't that big of a deal yeah. back oh, then. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to talk about the train scene because the train scene is, it's the most memorable thing. I mean, it's a its a big, long scene. There's a lot of different elements to it. There's, like, the big action fight scene. There's the whole civilians with Spider-Man when he's passed. Like, there's a lot right. of shit going on in it. It's its kind of the most iconic thing to take right. away from this movie. Uh, you know, one, one thing I really thought while watching, this came out in 2004, and that's exactly the last year you could have done that segment where he takes off his mask and everybody, you know, helped him get his mask and stuff yeah. like that. Because one year after that, everybody had a camera phone and everybody went snapping the shit sure. out of that shit. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's still a great scene. Though. No, it's I an really, awesome scene. And my my other favorite part of that scene is the, like, the, bit, the, the, the whole sequence is amazing. I would just watch that whole thing as a movie. But after that sequence, you know, they realize that Spider-Man's a person. You know, he's like, oh, right. he's my son's age, that kind right. of thing. It's great. And then it's the whole New York stands up for Spider-Man while he's passed out. They all like, Get between him and Doc Ock, and right. you think, "Oh yeah, the New York's gonna gonna save Spider Man," and then Doc Ock just shoves him to the side. That's a great sequence because <laughs> right, right. you're not expecting that to happen. This one uh, had maybe my favorite line in any of the movies, which is when Peter's delivering the pizzas in the first sequence, mm-hmm. and he's gets sidelined, and he goes off, and he comes back as Spider Man with the pizzas, and there's a cab driver who yells, "He stole that guy's pizzas." <laughs> uh, Originally, that was supposed to be the Stan Lee cameo in this. Oh, one. really? Yeah, yeah. But they went with the that would be falling st- rubble one instead. That would be standard for yeah. uh, for a Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- this is uh, you know, again, I say I enjoyed watching the rewatching this one the least, but I still think it's a great fucking. Yeah, movie. it's the best one. Yeah, I think universally held as the best yeah. of the three. I think it really is where you start with the kind of movies that we would see right. in Marvel movies. So it holds up pretty well and it doesn't feel dated? It, it doesn't feel... You know, they're, same as the first one, The a lot of the special effects during the day don't look great. Yeah. They look great at night. But this, the train battle scene still looks fucking great. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the fight very much where May is a prop, and that one's a little hard to swallow because that would have broken that old lady's 
Yeah, the the one thing I remember, I, I remember like the hard scenes that Sam Raimi does not try to like steer away from. Where where in the first one, where Peter Parker gets mad and yells at Uncle Ben right. and pulls no punches, right. and then in this one where he tells Aunt May that he yeah. kind of contributed to, right. to getting Uncle Ben killed, and like Aunt May does not is not like comforting. Or no, no, she, she is like no, she just walks the. Fuck she's off. so fucking angry, yeah. and I love that. Like it's yeah. a it's it's again unexpected, and it's a, it's a powerful scene. I feel yeah. Like. Well, I mean. Just, that's the thing there's a lot of stuff that happens with this movie you know <laughs> like the the spider ampson scene takes uh like section the raindrops keep call, falling on my head <laughs> i also remember this. uh like takes a lot of this movie there's yeah. a long section of it where he uh, actually comes to one of the plays i tell you what I, I don't get about this second and third one though is what am i supposed to get from the girl who lives next door sure i feel like there's something that's supposed to be symbolic about it and it's always went over my head the russian person yeah i heard that uh it's like mr ditchovich or something it's yeah. named after steve dick well i mean the dad is definitely named after yeah. steve dicko i just don't understand like she gives a gets a pretty prominent part yeah, in this it that doesn't pay off very in any weird. way yeah but that is a lot what I like about the second and third one more than the first one. There's a lot more just like weird like scenes like Hal Sparks and Spider-Man in the elevator and stuff like that. And they make a lot better use of the Parker luck of just like, you know, bad shit happening to Spider-Man and it just being kind of funny. That's all I got on the second yeah, one. I, was about to say, That's all I, got I also feel like it's important to state the first two for me, one and two are better than Transformers. But I, I, I agree with that, totally. Yeah, 100%. I, I only say that's important because we're about to go on to Spider-Man 3 where I think it's going to be a bit more of a split decision. Oh, it is. Because, I man, this is going to be, I'm sure this is going to be like Joseph's Wolverine Origins. Cause I, okay, I went into this going thinking that I loved it when I came out. But I've never watched Spider-Man three again. You have been re- you have been standing up for this movie for fifteen years now. <laughs> I've literally had one of the best times in a movie theater ever when I saw this, and I, I've never watched it since then because part of me was like, if I watch it again, it may not be as fun. Maybe everyone else will be right. I totally had the most fun watching this of the three of them. It's the most overtly fun of the three of them. If you want to try to hold together the plot of it, if that's what matters to you the most, the plot, there, there's some stupid parts about the plot. But uh, but as far as being fun, I think it's a fun fucking movie, and I had a lot of fun watching it. I will say it starts off with not an Alex Ross recap, just a recap with scenes from the other movies, mm. and I thought that was a, a little whack. I thought that was Bush League. But, uh, but overall, I liked it. So just out of curiosity, what is the plot of this movie? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, what is the plot of any of these, <laughs> these movies, though? The plot of these movies is Spider-Man has to be a hero, and he wants to be in love with Mary Jane, and him wanting to be a hero makes it hard to be in love with Mary Jane. That's the plot to all three of these movies. and Every Spider-Man movie. Right, and this is, and it, uh, you know, this one's no different. Thomas Hayden Church looks cool as fuck as Sandman. The first two span Sandman fights are almost as good as the fucking uh, train fight. Well, you can tell that, like, reportedly, like, the studio got involved with this. Like, Sam Raimi did not want to put Venom in the movie. Right. He was forced into that. He, right. And you can, I think, tell from what I remember, I think... He wanted Sandman to be the villain. Like that's where I mean, Sam that, Raimi's focus wanted to for be. For sure. I mean, he first it's off, it's almost like he purposely fucked up. Venom. Yeah, he's. I think I, he was spiteful. See, 
And I think he cast Toby, or not Toby McGuire, you know, the guy from that 70s yeah. show. What, what, what is it that everyone hates so much about this version of Venom? Because I was watching it today, and except for the fact that uh, that Topher Grace is skinny, Topher, yeah. it's it's fucking Venom. Doesn't he have bleach blonde hair or something? So does Eddie yeah, Brock. But, but, he's, but Eddie Brock's jacked, you know what I mean? I, I, he has, he has maybe the most true to the original character's origin of anyone in these movies. That's actually He's a, a fair guy point. who gets humiliated by Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man gets rid of the alien costume, and they, and they fall in love and go to have revenge against, uh, uh, which by the way, do you know there is, there is Venom and any Brock slash fiction? I am not where, surprised. Where they are, have a loving and sexual relationship. I, it's a real thing. I, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that at all. There's something for everybody on the internet. There is. Uh, um, so beautiful let, and terrible at the let, same let, time. Let me ask you something. Would you guys have liked the, there, cause there is one thing they changed in this movie leading up to it that I think was detriment which was it was supposed to be John Jameson was supposed to bring the uh, symbiote back to Earth. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that would have been a better cause and effect than just finding a rock with fucking venom on it. Right. You know, um, I don't know why they cut that out. It's not like they were worried about time. This thing is long <laughs> as shit. Because you know? it's fucking two movies. Right. Uh, I don't know. I think they should have followed through on doing that. I just uh, didn't like making Sandman Uncle Ben's killer. No. It kind of ham-fisted everything together. I think there was too much of an effort to push to have Spider-Man have a connection with these guys though, as villains. Though, to be fair, that would have been one of the most actual comic book things is, is a shameless retcon to add drama. That's true. Uh, one of the things that does bum me out about this movie is it's the only one that even made an attempt to do the Spider-Man, Gwen Stacy, uh, uh, Mary Jane triangle, and they just punt it. You know, it's basically Gwen Stacy's just there so Eddie Brock can be a parallel to Spider-Man. Like, she doesn't really... There's never a point where you think, oh, Peter might actually pick her. So yeah. it's still, I, I've always thought that's where the money is in Spider-Man. That's the best era of Spider-Man. And the fact that no movies really went through with doing it is kind of bullshit. That's fair. Um, it's amazing to me how, how uh, I feel like people undervalue the relationship aspects of superhero stories because right. it's kind of the main thing. Right. We get the, the flashy action sequences are just to get you from point A to point right. B, but definitely like we haven't had a, a really great love triangle. Right, in a, right. In a, and then that's like, that's good shit. I tell you, I tell you one, one of the things I can definitely say I like about this one, Kristen, Kirsten Dunst is better in this one than she is in any of the three of them. She actually emotes some she well, are we going to talk about the famous scene of this movie as similar to the train scene as famous as <laughs> just the train scene is the number two the almost, dance emo almost scene. more famous because it's a meme now so yeah the Wait. dance emo scene from number three is probably the most famous thing that's come out of i this. mean it is but right <laughs> out, right off the bat first of all i'm going hard on something i hate that it's referred to as emo spider-man <laughs> he that when when he does that stupid hairdo that's the only point in any of these movies where Spider-Man is not emo. That's actually true. You know? So I would say, if you want to call that goth Spider-Man, goths have attitudes. So I could go with goth <laughs> Spider-Man. That is not fucking emo Spider-Man. Anyway, I you know what? I, I like the da dance sequence. I thought it was fun. Also, everybody craps on that. It's not the only dancing in this movie. Uh, the fucking dancing with Harry and yep. Mary, Mary Jane to uh, the twist is way worse. 
It's or just e- equally worse. First of all, no, <laughs> nobody, you know, I mean, these people are portrayed as being in their 20s. At this point, they all look like they're 50. But, uh, <laughs> but nobody in their 20s is listening to the fucking twist in like 2007. Come on now. Yeah. That, that brings me to also, uh, Harry Osborn has way more to do in this movie than he does in any of them. That's, like, yeah, that's what, I mean, that's so true. Much going on I just don't movie. like that Harry Osborne has a lot to do with this I mean, movie. That scene where he tells Peter that him and Mary Jane are dating in the cafe, yeah. and Peter leaves dejected, and the waitress asks, how's the pie? And he has so good, says so good. I have <laughs> never seen an audience pop. Like, I had the audience I was watching with that pop. It was a great fucking laugh. He has gone... He, he plays he a smug, so, a, he plays a smug no, asshole real well. He plays ridiculously <laughs> evil. He plays James Franco in this movie. He does! <laughs> he does. That's probably why it's hard to watch that. Like, he... Uh, he, uh, you know, and then right after that, when he looks over the shoulder with the smile, I fucking love that. Shit. Yeah. Well, what are the action scenes? You say they're good because I can't. I remember being disappointed in one in the back alley where James Franco's fighting Spider Man. But like you're saying, okay, what are they? Have you Reed guys Walker's- forgot that there's amnesia in this movie? Yes. There's no, fucking am- which I Harry Osborn has amnesia. I love amnesia as a plot point. So this is this is like playing right in for me. Early on in the movie, when Peter's just riding his moped home, uh, Harry Osborn attacks him as the Green Goblin. They get into a fight. He literally runs into a pipe with his fucking head (laughs) and gets amnesia and forgets that he knows who Peter Parker is in Spider-Man and that uh, that Peter Parker had killed his dad. Oh, I've completely forgotten all that. It's like like the middle third of the fucking movie. It's great. Yeah, because that's the whole point where he's like having this friendly, like simple guy relationship with Mary Jane and then they get extra close and then he remembers and then he's using this to malicious intent. Right. He remembers right after he leaves. And mind you, at this point, Mary Jane's on the hook. Like, I think she would have left him. But instead, he goes and attacks her and says, either you break up with Peter or I'll kill him. So that's why they break up in this movie. Uh-huh. But I, I really think he could have just landed it with being a more handsome guy with a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Also less of a dick than <laughs> Peter. Most, <laughs> for point, almost all of this movie, if yeah, I'm honest. Yeah. Because isn't this a movie? Does he like? Does he fucking push Mary Jane or something? What happens? Okay, he gets into a fight with some bouncers after the dance scene. Yeah, and he accidentally knocks her over. I remember it being like, like aggressive, a preventable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, accidental. He, well, I mean, he could have just not shown up to the place being a fucking asshole. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, the other action scenes. There's a there's a fight. Uh, right after that with Thomas Hayden Church. Not right after that, but fairly soon. Yeah. Uh, with Thomas Hayden Church and Spider-Man, uh, which is like starts off like it's definitely going to be as good as the train one and the last one, but it's just too short. Where is that? Is that the one like in a sand? Yeah, it starts in a sand truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's on the street and stuff like that. They Here later fight watch. again in the sewer. And then there's the big fight at the end with both Sandman and Venom where Harry comes and saves it. By the way, there is varying effects to those pumpkin bombs. It scars <laughs> Harry a little where is it vaporizes Topher Grace. Yep. <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, they, they maybe could have worked in like a setting or something, you know, because it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense that it varies so much. You know what? Honestly, talking about it, you're turning me around in this movie because I realize I realize if the Eddie Brock component wasn't like thrown in there because the, the problem I think everyone's problem with it is it's generally too busy right like there, yeah. there's too much going on and there's not enough of a cohesive thread it just feels like you're throwing villains at right. spider-man 
but two of them are fairly logical. Like right. the 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 right. hairy one works. The Sandman, if you had the time that you committed to Eddie Brock, you could right. have fleshed that out to the sympathy that I think they were going for. Mm. Eddie Brock is the outlier here, and I don't. Right. I, you're right. I don't even hate. Uh, I, I hated it then, but right. in retrospect, I don't hate uh, that '70s show kid. Right. As uh, as Eddie Brock. Maybe that's maybe while going back, and now I don't hate Topher Grace as much I would like. Yeah, I, I like Topher Grace. Here's, here's also the thing: you mentioned it being extra busy. You watch two and three back to back. They're both super busy. It's just three is more busy with superhero shit. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. t- two is busy with, like, soap opera shit. Which yeah. I guess, at that point in life... I think Spider-Man 3 released right now would have went over a lot better. Like, people are ready for that much superhero shit going on. Obviously, after just watching Endgame. I mean, it's also different because it's less formulaic because it's somewhat fucking nonsense. Right. <laughs> yeah. So... All right, you know what? You fucking, I'm, I'm turning it around. I'm saying better than Transformers. I, I'm going better than Transformers at all. Because I kind of want to rewatch it yeah, again I, now. I, I, I guarantee you, even if you, even if you watch this movie again, <laughs> hashtag real phony, yeah. and you oh, still man. don't like it, you'll have fun rewatching. Yeah, it. yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it too. I'm with Joseph. Yeah, but yeah, overall, you know, you know where I am with this. Let's go ahead and make fucking Spider-Man four. Let's I fucking because wanna... here, here's my thing. Okay. Can we can we is can there we get an old Toby, man Spider-Man comic book? Can we, no no, can we get Toby Maguire back and send him back to high school? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's 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 my feelings on it. I've talked about this on the podcast before, where is at the same time Casino Royale was being made, they were also Quentin Tarantino wanted to make Quincy, Casino Royale set in the 50s starring uh Pierce Brosnan. And I wish they would have just made both those fucking movies. We just did Spider-Verse. We just established the idea of there being different Spider-Mans. And people are a lot more savvy about shit like that now. That's definitely true. We have to stop making Tom Holland Spider-Man movies to make another Tobey Maguire one. Let's fucking make Spider-Man 4. I bet it would make $11 billion. Wow. You know, Bruce Campbell, supposedly Spider-Man 4, there has been what what it was going to be has come out. Uh And uh, John Malkovich was going to play the Vulture. Yeah, uh, Bruce, which how fucking good would that be? I mean, Michael Keaton did great, but you're right. John Malkovich would have been perfect. Yeah, uh, Bruce Campbell, who had a different role as a cameo in the first three movies. Yep. Yeah. He did Evil Dead with Sam Raimi. Um, supposedly, it was going to be back in a big way. Number four is Mysterio, who ended up now. You know, it seems like right. Far From Home plucked the villains right out of. Yeah. Spider- well, also we, we've movies. skipped right over some important historical information about Spider Man Two. Is that uh, with Spider-Man Far From Home coming out, with Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire 1 had hurt his back filming Seabiscuit. Right, right. um, And 2 was asking for a shit ton of money. And so there was a contentious contract negotiation between him and Sony about doing Spider-Man 2 to the point where they they threatened to drop him for another actor. And one of the actors that was supposedly on the line, or very heavily rumored on the line, yeah. was Jake Gyllenhaal. I think at one point they leaked that he was signed. I yeah. don't know if he was actually signed, that, but they leaked that. That sounds like a thing There was an do. episode of Entourage that was based on that, right. where Aquaman 2 was happening. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my news I get off Entourage. <laughs> Shit, I don't remember where we were. What were we talking about? <laughs> Spider-Man 4 stuff. Yeah, we were talking about Spider-Man 4. Uh, Black and- Cat was going to be... Um, was going to be what's her uh, Anne Hathaway? Yeah, you know, who was who went on to be Catwoman? Yeah, which so was good. same thing. God, yeah. I'm glad they didn't do Black Cat. 
Yeah. A black cat's not someone I like. She's I, such a Catwoman knockoff. Well, it's like, Jesus. Her powers are really <laughs> hard to sell in a real-world universe, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, granted, they do a lot of she's comic lucky, book science right? in these movies. Yeah, that's her thing. She's lucky. Her power is she's lucky. See, that, like... With Domino and Deadpool, well, the only yeah, way I mean, you Domino do that, did that, but only in a, a joke. Yeah. Joke, yes, I'm saying the only way you can do it is a joke. I don't know. Say, if someone could do that particular style, I think Sam Raimi could pull it yeah, off. Yeah, no. I mean, Sam Sam Raimi did not shy away from the silly shit about no. Spider Man in these movies, and I think that's my favorite part about. It. Yeah, I would agree better than Transformers. You know, this is kind of off track, but do you guys? I, this is this is you guys always talk about hills to die on. My hill to die on is I wish the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies would have just been Spider-Man 4 and 5. Sure. There would have been no reboot aspect. They would have been, you know, just, they would have just went forward with the story. Because I really like those movies in the aspects where they go forward. The Gwen romance, the George Stacy, the new villains, you know. But it's not even that... uh, President Bartlett is worse as uh, Uncle Ben. He's exactly the same as sure. Uncle Ben. You know, uh, I don't know. We don't have time to get into the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> movies and and why I feel they're a substantial step down from the Raimi Spider-Man. I think they're really well cast, and I think they do the romance stuff better in those than any of the other Spider-Man movies. But the the plots are a mess. Yeah. Yeah, I also hate Andrew. They're worse. They're, they're worse. The, the, the I don't have time for this. <laughs> I can't even remember the first one. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. If you guys haven't seen them in a while, you, know. you got uh, me hyped talking yeah. about. Well, I'm watching three again. I, I, the other two, I don't really want to watch after talking about. It. You're right. I want to watch three. Again. I have I have a big fondness for these movies, and I I definitely think that even though they are influential early superhero movies. Mm-hmm. They still hold up as like enjoy like they're they're not like old fifties movies that you're like oh I know this was like important for other right, movies but you're but... not like suffering through it right exactly it's, it's not like and I'm like speaking ill of a sacred cow here but it's not like watching the first Predator now and it feels like just watching like a bunch of muscular dudes play in the woods I mean that's you know? actually my favorite part about watching Predator <laughs> now <laughs> I love Predator you know what you know what. <laughs> You know what ruined Predator for me? I'm going to tell you what ruined Predator for me. I was watching at someone's house who had motion smoothing turned oh, on. Oh, no. TV. That would be terrible. And it was uh. just so bad. It just looked like a bunch of dudes playing in the woods. <laughs> if that's how when you want to live your life in private, that's fine. But when you have company over, turn that shit off. Jesus Christ. What kind of monster friends do you have? <laughs> I will not say because it's a very close friend. That's fair. But cool. I think that's it for, for uh, the Spider-Man films from almost 20 years ago yeah. now. Uh, what have we been watching, guys? Um, I watched yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And when did you watch it? I watched it two days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I or did I watch it yesterday? When did I text <laughs> you guys about it? I don't know. Uh, not yesterday. Okay. Uh, I fucking loved that movie. That movie was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to spoil too much about it because, you know, it's one of those things where it's a concept that it could have went either way. Like yeah. if it wasn't... It, it seems like it would have been really hard to land, and they landed it perfectly. I saw it, too, and, like, it's like a Twilight Zone episode yeah. of this, you know? And it, I like the running joke they do about, like, with Google. Yeah, which, I, which I was going to so say. good. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to mention too much about that, because yeah. that's, like, the funniest part. And there's, there's a joke about it at the end that's really fucking funny. But, yeah, and also, you know, uh, sequel to last week's show, it's a great fucking rom-com. 
You know, hundred uh, percent. It does not advertise it itself as that, but it one hundred percent is. It reminds me of like uh, Baby Driver two summers ago, kind of like a small summer movie. Yeah. and they hmm. both have that Lily James, and she's like, she's cute. That's yeah. how I would describe her yeah. for being an older. You know what I mean? Like they, especially in this movie, they she's playing like a cute character. Mm. Right. Like the manager is pretty pretty likable. Yeah, and he's likable too. He's likable. His dumb friend is likable. Yeah. Um, um, I like the Beatles covers because they remix a lot of them. They do. The, man, there's at one point where he uh, does sort of like a almost punk pop take on Help, uh. and it's at a point where he needs help. Yeah. And you know it could have been too on the nose, but instead it was fucking. Well, uh, supposedly I read a thing that the uh, musical director for it was trying to remake. Beatles songs as least faithfully as possible right, to the original right, recordings. Right. Um, There's a funny gag where he's trying. What, what song is he playing on the piano for his parents? Um, what is he? Uh, is it? It's not Hey Jude, it might, but it it's might, one like not. It's like yesterday. One of them. I yeah. don't know. But um, they they just keep interrupting. Yeah. He's like, "You motherfuckers, you're here in fucking uh, you know yeah, Picasso yeah. for the first time, and you don't understand it. You don't appreciate it." And they're like. <laughs> You're a little fool yourself. And then, yeah, they just <laughs> it's funny. At that point, I thought the movie was going to go in a different direction. I thought it was going to go in that if the Beatles happened now, they wouldn't happen. Yeah. Because yeah. people are too distracted by other shit. But the message is definitely more that these songs will overcome no matter what. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff I don't want to spoil. Yeah, yeah. You know who I didn't like, though? Who? Is, uh, I mean, not supposed to really, but I didn't think she was very great, was Kate McKinnon, who's see, usually great in a lot of stuff. See, I think this was the best use of Kate McKinnon's I don't shtick. like her. See, I don't like her shtick. Yeah. That's her thing. She's I, annoying to me. I think God, she plays like a sleazy record executive mm. person and man does she nail it yeah she's she's annoying yeah. I, I will say i'm like I, I know we've been skeptical about this before seeing it but danny boyle knows how to make a crowd pleaser Dan, you know Dan, that's that's the thing i really hope some big crowds are going to see this because there are some it's, big crowd yeah, jokes it's done well for us yeah and the other thing is we we're talking back based on last episode it's the guy who wrote love actually you know oh really oh, right. a comedy so yeah danny mm. boyle directed it and it's the writer of love actually there's not as much cause and effect stuff that you would think, <laughs> but there is one that, you know, you find out uh, that, of course, Oasis doesn't exist. Uh -huh. You know, I don't think that's spoiling too much. No. because Of course, Oasis wouldn't exist. But then later you find out that Pulp does exist. So that means that Britpop still happened without Oasis. So what I wonder is then, who was the biggest Britpop band? Was Blur the biggest Britpop band? Maybe Radiohead broke earlier. Maybe they were the biggest Britpop band. That was my big question going out of this. I wanted to see that movie. I'm sure I'm the only person on earth who does. <laughs> if you ever catch uh, fucking Danny Boyle or anybody <laughs> associated in this movie at a Comic-Con, you can ask him. <laughs> Anything else? Um, Just watch the fucking movie. Oh, one thing I did want to say, it being a rom-com, to throw back to last week, Ian did not bring up his favorite rom com. Which one? You didn't bring up Silver Lines Prelude. Uh, oh, yeah. that's your favorite movie. I know because we had talked about it in text message. I think. Oh I, yeah, I think it was off my brain. Yeah, you. I, I, Silver I Linings is my favorite movie, and it's 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 a drama rom romantic. Comedy. Yeah, because I got chastised by uh, Sarah and Regina yeah. for uh, saying that all girls like. Uh, like the Princess Bride when they both do not like the Princess Bride. And uh, I don't know how, but that reminded me. He's like, hey, why didn't Ian bring up Silver Linings Playlist? That's it. That's all this, I really watched. This is, besides a lot of Spider-Man movies. Well, I'm, I forgot to mention this last week. I started up the, uh, they put up the, the first episode of the second season of the uh, the Wolverine podcast. Oh, right did, on. Uh, last oh, was that year. good? 
Ah, uh, I have mixed feelings about it. I know, I know Hurt likes it. I know Christian likes it. I have problems with a lot of these radio serials because I feel like they feel like because it's an audio medium that you have to like overemphasize yeah, your your emoting. And I, for, even even for there's a character in the first season where like there's a reason for it, they still I feel like overdo it. And so like it's hard for me to take the acting seriously. The production value on it is great. The story is pretty good because it's like it's only peripherally involving the superhero aspect of it. And so it kind of feels like a regular like cop drama mystery detective story. Um, but then you find out that there are kind of superpowers involved. It doesn't really like resolve all this shit very well, but it's an entertaining listen. Uh, but the second season so far, it, it takes place in New Orleans, and we're getting some real stretch New Orleans accents. Isn't your boy, Gam- <laughs> Isn't your boy Gambit from X Men Origins in that movie? In this thing? No, it's uh, a fucking uh, uh, the guy from the Hobbit. Can't think of it. Richard name. Armitage. Richard Armitage oh, yeah, is, is yeah, Wolverine. The character Gambit's not in the podcast. Oh yeah, no, he definitely is. Oh, it's okay. in New Orleans. Okay, that's what I mean. Of course yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> Whenever I watch a movie with an accent, either I do or I re- or I often encounter, I always feel bad for British people. Yeah, no, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Like, like when you're watching The Walking Dead and you're seeing everybody's shitty fucking Southern accent, you're like, man, British people must fucking hate this <laughs> happening to them all the time. Yeah. The other thing I, I started the uh, the second season of One Punch Man because it's over now, so I'm gonna start up okay. again. It's the the humor's still there. They changed animation studios and it shows, and that's a bummer because the first season's so fucking good. Uh, but I'm still gonna watch it. I think it's still gonna be good. Uh, I watched the more of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is the Netflix show. The uh, sorry, this is all anime, Ian. This is gonna be painful for you. Uh, <laughs> it's uh. And Christian's not here. I know he's not. It's you know it's kind of a mech show. It it's uh I don't know. It's complicated. It it definitely seems like it's gonna be really bleak at some point, but then the like regular episodes between when they're hinting at the bleakness are really goofy. And every episode, the world is on the line, and everyone's very blase about it. <laughs> and it it like it, it like the tones just don't fully match up to me. Um, but the well, I mean, but is that on purpose? I don't, that could be super fun. I'm not sure if it's on purpose. Like, you know, if, if it's just your punch-in clock job to save the world. Yeah, and what's the thing? Know? Every single one is like, if we don't do this one-shot thing that has like a point zero 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 one percent chance, the whole world's going to end and we're all going to die. Right. But everyone's just like, all right, have fun, go do it. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. I'm invested in it, it's interesting. Um, and then uh, I also, I, I actually watched it the night of because it was important to me. The uh, the Attack on Titan season finale was last night, and it's it's one of those shows that I've struggled with because it's it's been a lot like Game of Thrones in that besides the the brutal deaths of main characters at random points, it struggles between having these like exceptional episodes with these like weird like rushed episodes where they're just throwing plot shit at you. And this season's definitely been a, a, an odd mix of that, but the season finale is just so fucking good. They do such a good job of the, at the end of this season which is the end of the third season. It's a long season. They've essentially accomplished everything that they wanted to accomplish at the beginning of the first season. Right. Um, but they've just learned so much stuff and like just learned that their situation is so much different than they thought it was that like, it's still a great moment. Like it's a beautiful moment when like all the things come together, they wanted to happen, but then it's like, but there's still so much more, like things are just so much different than they thought they were at the beginning of the first season. Well, that show seems to be the anime that, 
people who aren't talking about anime talk about yeah, well i mean yeah. that was true in the first season i think i think the viewership has dropped off a lot right because it's just taken so fucking long to, to get them out but right it's 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 really it really is worth it i know you guys aren't anime guys but it's 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 really good um so all of those things are better than transformers except for the wolverine pod podcast which is to to be determined <laughs> um all I watch is I watched Spider-Man Far From Home last night. No spoilers. No spoilers. I will say it's it's dope. I told you guys, Jake Gyllenhaal blew me. Like, he's really good in it. Yeah. Like, he's like someone that you'll walk out talking about it. Um, yeah, the best Marvel movie I think I've seen since Black Panther. I have a really vague question yeah. that I want no specific answers to, so I don't even know why I'm asking. I, wanna, I, I don't give spoilers. Okay. They say this is the last movie in this phase. Is there a good reason for that? For it not being in-game being the last movie in the phase? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, nothing like that. But um, definitely stay for the after credits. That's back. Cool. And they're, okay, both, cool. And they're both super cool. Um, but yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is, is awesome. The marketing of like, have you guys have seen is only the first, like I said, 45 minutes. So like, like when it, when it got to like the first hours over, I'm like, what the fuck's gonna, this movie going to go? And then it just like flips on its head, but right. definitely has the '80s vibe. Um, Tony Stark is you know looming over after Endgame kind mm. of thing, and um, yeah, European vacation, some romance. Uh, MJ's awesome in it. Oh, good. You know, the thing, she's really, really good. My my big problem with the first one is a lot of the sporting cast I did not feel had acquired the skill of acting yet. Yeah, and particularly MJ. I, I think I've said See, this like, on the podcast before. She mostly just looked like she was holding in a fart yeah she, but she's acting she's a different character you know what yeah. i mean like she's playing it different all the shit i've seen for this it looks like she does a lot better in this. yeah she's, she's like, cool yeah it's pretty too like the the special effects are like but like better than endgame i thought from some of the wow stuff. okay so like i think it's because there's less character you know i mean there's less huge yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's a smaller scale but it's very well done i i, I will say there is one other thing i watched uh, this week it just uh i'd watched all three of these spider-man movies and i was like man these special effects hold up and then i watched infinity war right after it no nah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you need a palate cleanser between those you need you need like a you need a little character piece but um yeah, and then yesterday. Those are the only two things I've seen. So. And yesterday better than Transformers? Both. Yeah, Spider-Man definitely better than Transformers, and yesterday definitely better than Transformers. Good deal. I, I, I suspect that will probably be what our podcast is about next week, Spider-Man Far From Home. I can't see why it wouldn't be. I can't see why it wouldn't be. I forgot to cancel my uh, AMC A-list thing, so I might as well get my fucking money's worth out of it. <laughs> yeah. Those fuckers. Yeah, uh, I want to watch it again. It's that good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, I think that's it for this week. Hopefully, Christian will be back next week. But if not, you know, maybe he'll just be being a good father. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like he has to come back for Spider-Man. I, I, you know, I hope so. Yeah. But I think that's it for this week. So thank you guys for listening. Please rate and subscribe and like and tell all your friends. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at Real Phonies. Oh, shit. I'm glad I reminded myself. We got... What did you... We, we got... <laughs> <laughs> you just spazzed out there. I really... I really hope you don't cut that out. I'm not. That's my favorite part of it. Uh, we got an email from one of our faithful listeners, old Chandler, who uh, who we all know from back in the day of living the life. Oh, right up. That on. Chandler. Yeah, right on. Who uh, actually sent us to both our emails, better than transformers at gmail.com mm. and realphonies at gmail.com. Mm. Yes, Chandler, we got both of them. Uh, but he wanted to write in about Godzilla because he feels like everyone but Christian missed the point. 
Uh, <laughs> Chandler, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you out here. Uh, y'all have finally gotten me worked up enough to send you an email, like a cur- curmudgeonly grandpa I am. I spent entirely too long convincing Erin to go see it, and then convincing her afterwards it wasn't bad. People who don't like that movie had way too high of expectations. It's a perfectly dumb monster action movie. Does it need uh, Millie Bobby Brown? No. But who cares? It gave him an excuse to use a, get a few shots that were straight ripoffs of Stranger Things. Christian nailed everything that makes the movie good. There were some cool shots, the one he brought with Rodan for sure, and the fights with Ghidorah were very entertaining. Excited to hear what Hurts thinks, and definitely uh, side with Christian on this movie. Everything a Godzilla movie needs to be. First of all, I'm just happy to hear that Chandler and Aaron are still uh, yeah they still just got together. they just got married. Shout outs for romance. Yeah, congratulations. Congrats. Love isn't dead. Uh, Chandler and Aaron better than Transformers. Yep. All right, I let's would not agree. go that far. I would agree with him that my expectations were too high for that movie. That's probably... Yeah. I, I always do it with Godzilla, the yeah. first one, too, because, like, I love Pacific Rim so much, so my, I think it automatically goes sky high. So, like, I, I did. I, I had way too... Especially when they brought in all the monsters, I was like, this is... I don't know what I was expecting. I think, I think here's my problem <laughs> with it, and, and this is my direct retort, is that I don't have a problem with the monster fighting bits, and I don't even have a problem with the amount of screen time the humans had in it. I just think it, someone saw the silence in between giant monster fights and decided, I'm going to fill it with a fuck ton of exposition. <laughs> and I just think we didn't need any of that. I, think, I feel like as an anime fan, though, you should love that shit. Oh, you know, you suffer through certain things for the art. Right. I'm not sure it's something that should transition to American big blockbuster movies. I, you know, I, I'm someone who I like exposition if you get a good person to deliver it. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Bradley Whitford is pretty entertaining. I mean, I was going to say Bradley Whitford would probably be great yeah. at it. So. I remember King Ghidorah not looking great either. But I watched it once at midnight. So, like, you know, Look, my a- memory of this is hazy at best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done a many of those where I've watched a movie too late. One well, not a good day, yep. and I took it out. Like I was half movie. asleep when I watched it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks, Chandler, and please anybody else who has opinions and wants to yell at us on the internet, we'd love to hear it. I will read them out on air. <laughs> thanks again to everybody. Uh, I think I did all the yeah real phonies on Facebook and Twitter, and real underscore phonies on Instagram. Uh, and thanks to Zach Evans for our, Brian Velasquez for Athena, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>